0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, where I learn how to be an overcomer. And there is a lot to learn about completely overcoming all of the junk the enemy is working against us in this world. Uh, If you didn't know it, Uh, didn't know the word, didn't know how you can live victoriously, you would think that life is just, you know, one uh, disappointment after another, one defeat after another. And as long as you're down here, there are going to be things to deal with. But you don't have to go from defeat to defeat, from despair to despair. You can win and win and win. Overcome, and then overcome, and then overcome. I never get tired of winning. How about you? I, I just, I never get tired, right? <laughs> and I've never sat down and go, you know, I'm just fed up with winning. I just, <laughs> winning, winning, winning. No, no, winning is wonderful. And Jesus has made us winners. He's the biggest winner of ever and all. And he's made us winners in him. Set out loud, out loud, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. In, him. in him. Father, all of us agree together to, today concerning this, touching this, asking for your anointing, your grace, your utterance, exactly what you know we need for right now. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go with me, if you would, again, please, to Mark, the 10th chapter. Mark 10. We're continuing in our study of the twenty individual accounts of healing in the ministry of Jesus, and we're down to number nineteen. It's the healing of blind uh, Bartimaeus, who is no longer blind. <laughs> he, may, you know, when you see him, don't call him that because he hadn't been blind for a long, long time. Mark 10 and verse forty-six. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. So this is, we're, we're to understand, not something that just happened for the first time that day. This is, uh, I guess, a spot on the road where he sat regularly. And apparently, if you look at the other accounts, uh, at least one other blind person there too. Uh, we know, you know, there were times like those five porches of sick folk at that pool. Uh, there were times where there were groups of infirm people at a certain place because there were miracles that happened. And uh, he. This is his, the way he survives, is by begging. And so, if you never got anything in a certain spot, you would quit going there. But apparently, <clears throat> you know, this has worked for some time, and maybe, maybe the same people that come down the road uh, give him something. And so it it sustains him. He has survived. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, so he can't see, but he can hear. And he is accustomed to the normal sounds of the road and his spot. For all we know, he's been doing this for years at this spot. And um, he hears something different. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. What in the world? And so he can't see, he can't make it out, but he can sure tell this is not normal. What, what is it? So what, he, he cries to somebody, what's, What is that? What is that? It's that Jesus, that Jesus of Nazareth, and a crowd with him. And he obviously has heard something about Jesus already. And the scripture said the fame of him had spread abroad. Especially by this time. He's thinking, Jesus, that's the one that I've heard about all these miracles. He's heard about blind people being healed. Blind people being healed. So he starts crying out, Jesus, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many, charged him that he should hold his peace. A lot of people decided it was their job to shut him up. But he wouldn't hear it. How many know you do not do not have to listen to everything people tell you? Well, I know you know that. You do not have to listen to everything. But let me go further. How many think you should listen to everything God tells you? Should, huh? Should you listen to everything that God tells you? But you don't have to listen to everything that people tell you. But he cried out the more a great deal. You son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And then they called a blind man, saying to him, be of good comfort, rise. He called you. Come on, come on. This is, um, <laughs> so many people are so insecure and they're always trying to make a name for themselves somehow. They're always trying to get some spotlight. Uh, always somehow. And so they want to be at the front of the bunch. They want to be seen. They want to be noticed. And so they want to be the ones that, that silence this disruption on the side of the road. Because we're taking care of things, you know, for Jesus. <laughs> And then Jesus stops and says, "Get them, get him and bring him over here." Oh. Then they want to be the ones seen to be escorting the, the blind the blind men. Yeah, yeah, I I I got him. I've got him. Thought you just told him to shut up. Shh, you shut up. <laughs> now we're laughing, but are are a lot of people this fickle? Oh, they are. And it's not for us to judge but can we decide I'm not gonna be like that? Can we? Yes. Then don't jump on everything that people are doing. Don't be too quick to embrace the late thing, the latest thing. And then you won't you won't wind up being, you know, unstable, vacillating, wavering. Come, they said, you know, be be of good comfort. Rise, he called you. And he casting away His garment. Now, this is one reason we read every account because Mark is the only one, not Luke, not Matthew. He's the only one that said this. So it must be significant or it wouldn't be in the scripture. Casting away his garment. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? He rose and came to Jesus. Some of you may have heard already that uh, there are some that have said that it's possible that uh, his cloak, this was his outer cloak, denoted that he was somebody begging, somebody that was dependent on people for handouts. I, the scripture didn't exactly say that, so I'm not saying it's not so, but something had to be tied to his identity as not being able, or elsewise, there's no reason to cast it away. The act is included in coming to Jesus for your miracle. And there is much to be seen there in breaking. Identity with the problem. Y'all with me, class? There, there needs to be a break from how you've seen yourself. Hmm? That's right. If I don't know the cause of his blindness, but I think the implication is that it's been like this for some time. I don't know. Maybe all his life. I don't know. But and and. Probably he's been begging like this for years. Who knows? Well, after you do something for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, it's easy to think, This is me. This is my life. This is how I live. This is what I do. Without even saying those words, you just, that's how you see yourself. But to receive miracles, Things change inside first. Mm -hmm. Then they're able to change outside. Mm -hmm. And there needs to be a change in how you see yourself. huh? There needs to be a change in how you see your life and how you see what you can do and what you're able to do. You know, the, the scripture talked about in, in 3 John 2, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Well, Your soul is not your outer man, that's part of your inner man. And he's saying there's a connection between physical well-being and, and prospering. There's a connection between that and the inner man prospering, and nothing can prosper your inner man like the Word of God. I mean nothing, nothing. You know, the Scripture said in Proverbs about healing. Uh, my son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my hearings, excuse uh, my sayings, and uh, he, he talked about that his words would be life to those that find them and health and medicine to all their flesh. These words are not like other words. These words will change the way you see yourself. They'll change the way you see things around you. Um, Go with me if you would to the book of Corinthians, Second Corinthians the third chapter, he's talking about, in the first part of this chapter, the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And he mentioned about how that when Moses received on the mountain in the glory the the commandments and that, that he was so affected by the glory that when he came to deliver those things to the people, his face shined And it bothered the people, and and they had him cover his face. Mm -hmm. And that was symbolic. Uh, His face was covered. Verse 13, Moses put a veil over his face. And verse 14, their minds were blinded. Uh, Verse 15, even to this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Talking about those that don't believe in Jesus. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord the veil shall be taken away. When you turn to the Lord, the blinders come off. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you turn, when your heart genuinely turns to the Lord, the thing that's been obscuring your vision and covering your eyes is taken away. And it goes on to say, now the Lord is that Spirit. What, what Spirit? Well, the, the Spirit that takes the veil away. The Spirit that does the work in you when your heart turns to the Lord. The Spirit that reveals to you. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Why? You'll know the truth. You'll see the truth and know the truth. And it'll make you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we all, verse 18, we all with what? Open. What does that mean, open face? Not covered. Uncovered face. Beholding. Beholding means looking. With open, uncovered face, looking as in a glass or a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we're changed. Somebody say we're changed. We're, cha- we're changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Somehow or another, that cloak was an identity, was a connection to his current lifestyle, to his current beggar status, to his current unable, you know, inability. And getting up and throwing that thing away, hallelujah! hallelujah. On his way to his miracle. Is that right? He still can't see. But mighty changes have already happened in this man. To begin with, he heard about Jesus. Is that right? And then secondly, all the enemy's suppression around him could not shut him up. Could not stop him down. He resisted it. And then Jesus calls for him. Woo! So as far as he's concerned, that's it. We got this. We got this. Why would, he, why would he be calling you? Why is he calling you? Huh? What does that mean? See, can you see this act is saying, I got it. I got it. I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. When faith works in our lives, similar things happen. Always. That as your faith rises in response to him. You reach out to him. and know what the man did? Jesus have mercy on me. Jesus responded to him. Come here. Have him come. You draw near to him. He draws near to you. And it's quickened in your spirit. It's time to receive. Mm-hmm. It's time to receive. And that old identity Breaks that, that connection with the problem. Hmm? You quit calling it your addiction. Hmm. Oh, come on. Huh? You quit calling it your cancer. My cancer. My, you quit. You quit. Why? It ain't mine. It's not mine. You know what's mine? Healing. Healing is mine. So I don't need this anymore. I don't, I don't see myself that way anymore. Can, can you see? Bartimaeus, he was already seeing himself as seeing. He was already seeing himself seeing before he could see. Why would the Lord say, your faith, your faith is what did this? Well, when did the faith start? It had to be there a little bit prior to the, when he said that. So, we, faith is enough faith to cry out, enough faith not to be silenced, enough faith to persist. And then when the Lord gives you the word to act on, that's it. Even though you don't see it yet, you don't feel it yet, as far as you're concerned, we got it. We got it. Here, I don't need this anymore. Y'all do something with it. Where's Jesus? He's out of the way. Okay, here I come. (laughs) There needs to be a breaking of identity to be delivered, to be healed. You can't continue to call yourself a part of that, see yourself as that. Didn't the scripture say in Romans that God did and then Abraham did? Calls those things that be not. As though they were. That's why he changed Abram's name. Right? Mm -hmm. And that all happened before there were any children. Mm -hmm. Right? Running around the tent. (laughs) There were no children. And yet. Instead of Abram seeing himself as too old. And Sarah seeing herself as too old or barren. He renamed them. Father of many. <laughs> and princess and, and, and mother of many. Well what? That's you had to break off the barren cloak. <laughs> hmm? This don't fit me anymore. This is for barren people. <laughs> no, you take that back. Right? This doesn't fit me. Because the enemy will come. He he has wardrobe for you. Huh? Here, put on this broken robe. You're, you're a sad, broken individual. I know it's sad, but you are. You go, no, I'm not broken. I'm healed. Right. Hmm? You, you are terminally ill. You have to die. That's who you are. You might as well just accept it and admit it. You are. Put it on. Keep it on. It's a cloak. Don't you remember the Bible talks about the, the, the garment a cloak of heaviness? And that you can get rid of that and get the garment of praise.
1: Yes.
0: And, and that's some light fabric. Yes. That, that's not heavy stuff. That's not too heavy. Uh, we're down here in Florida right now. And you don't need them big heavy wool coats on <laughs> down here. They will, they will impede you uh, and, and make you too hot. You got to have some light fabrics. Yes. Is that right? Yes. You, you need some light. And oh, the spirit of heaviness... The Lord will take off of you if you will not hold on to it. Did you know there's a lot of people holding on to the spirit of heaviness? Yeah. You'll say, "Here, uh, this is making you sick. This is making you better. and they go, "Oh no, leave, quit. It's my, it's my heaviness cloak. I've had this for you know, ten years, and it's, it's like gloom and depression, and it's a cloak." These things are real in the spirit. It's it's around you. They're they're wrapped in it. Can you see Bartimaeus? Huh? They said, he's calling you. Jesus is calling me. He can't see. Jesus is calling me. He's calling. Oh, come on. Be of good comfort, right? Come on, hurry up. And Just a minute ago, they were saying, hurry up and shut up. But hurry up and come on. He said, Jesus is calling me. He's calling you now. Oh, get out of here. Whoop. He breaks from that old identity. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody say, he breaks. He He breaks. breaks. He breaks breaks from the old identity. In Proverbs, it talks about on one occasion, an individual said, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Romans says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How you see yourself Makes all the difference. If you see yourself ignorant, broken, poor, without, no voice, a victim, all of this, that's garment you have accepted. That's spiritual garment you are wearing. And you got to break from it. I said, you got to break from it. And that's what's so wonderful about the Word of God because when you come to Jesus and you're in Him, there's no defeat in Him. There's no death in Him. There's no lack in Him. And so you begin to look in this mirror that, that He was talking about. Behold, like in a mirror, the glory of God and you see Jesus has taken my sickness and and, and given me his healing. Jesus has taken my sin and given me his righteousness. Jesus has done all this. And as you're looking at him, you realize that's who I am. Because I'm in him now. I'm in him now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in him. And as I identify with him, all this junk gets stripped off of us. We break our old identities with death and lack and brokenness. <coughs> Excuse me when uh, <coughs> Lazarus was raised from the dead. you remember what happened? Jesus cried called into the tomb, Lazarus, come out of there!" And here he comes because <laughs> he was wrapped up <laughs> he was wrapped up. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And all the people went, because went, oh, he had been dead, dead, really dead. And, he co- and then what did Jesus say? Loose him and let him go. Did you know you could have resurrection life in you and still be completely wrapped up with dead stuff? He, he, was, he was resurrected. He's alive, a miracle has happened, but he's still wrapped up in death clothes, death garments, death stuff. So even though the the miracle had happened, Jesus still had to say, untie him, loose him, and let him go. Is the Lord still saying, loose him? And let him go. You come to Jesus you get born again. You're not dead anymore. You're alive. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Resurrection life. But how I many of know, there's a whole lot of Christians still doing this. <laughs> huh? They are. They are. And what's the Lord saying? Would you lose that boy? Would you unwrap that, that girl? Would you unwrap that boy? Unwrap that man. Get that stinky death wrap off of them. And we need to participate in that. Instead of going, oh no, no don't mess with my death wrap. <laughs> we need to go, get this stuff off of me. Yes. What is that? I am, I'm not dead, so I don't need death wrap. Right. Right. Right? right? Bartimaeus is saying, I'm not, I'm not going to be blind anymore. So I don't need blind cloaks. That's right? <clears throat> right? right. Yes. I'm no longer identifying with this. This is not who I am. This is not what I am. And I mean, seconds later, he is a seeing individual. Woo! But all that happened inside first. Well, our time's up again today. Hope you can come back with us next week because there's more to see here. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've really enjoyed being with you again this week in Faith School. Uh, Every Friday, I like to speak increase over our partners. I know many of you are partners. Some have been for a long time in faith and prayer and, and, and finances. If you're not a partner, you'd like to be, there's information on the screen. We were talking about breaking identity with the things that have held us down. Like Bartimaeus threw away that cloak. In 2 Corinthians, the eighth chapter, the ninth verse, it says, though Jesus was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. We need to break identity of seeing ourselves as poor, as seeing ourselves as needy. Just like he cast away that that sickness identity, that blind identity. We need to no longer see ourselves as those who lack. The scripture said, the Lord is my good shepherd. I shall not want. Say it out loud with me. Say it out loud. I'm the blessed of the Lord. He has made me rich. The Lord is my good shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. Hallelujah. I'm blessed of the Lord. Well, come join us again next week. Till then, I'm expecting with you, every need met, every bill paid, you are the blessed of the Lord. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.